Love Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Afterburner. I'm Bill Whittle. Sociologists tell us that one of the most important forces acting on our individual psyches is the phenomenon known as social proof. We used to call social proof peer pressure. That is the almost overpowering psychological need for most people to do what others are doing, to not stand out in a crowd. And to get an idea of the power of social proof, one psychologist has a suggestion regarding what you should do if you should have a heart attack on a busy street in New York City, let's say. Because if you go down and the first person behind you looks at you and then just keeps on walking, well, that will establish a behavioral precedent for everyone else and you very likely will just die there with people walking right past you. It's not that they're bad people. 
and it's not that they lack compassion. It's just that in a stressful situation, the compulsion to do what everyone else is doing is almost overwhelming. The psychologist, by the way, recommends that you break through that herd mentality and say, hey, you, with the blue blazer, call 911, I'm having a heart attack. And that's pretty much exactly what they'll do. Social proof is what makes you keep quiet when other people are spouting nonsense. Psychologists have discovered that most of us would rather bury our most deeply held core values than be seen to be different, especially when different is perceived to be worse. Which brings us to the point. 2014, I think, is going to be a bad year for President's social proof, but not as bad as 2015, which is going to look like a cakewalk compared to 2016. Now, why do I say this? Well, let's go to the classic tale of social proof, courtesy of Hans Christian Andersen. A vain emperor delights in showing off the most opulent finery. A pair of swindlers posing as weavers promise to create for him a suit of such splendor and magnificence that only those unfit for office or irredeemably stupid cannot see it. A few weeks later, they return with armloads of nothing and pretend to drape pantaloons and tunics and waistcoats over the emperor who is too terrified of being seen as stupid or unfit to say anything. He oohs and ahs and when his ministers, who also know that only stupid or incompetent people cannot see the fabric, well, they all ooh and ah as well, and the word gets out, and the emperor parades in his underwear down the streets of his capital city, and every single person yells and cheers and faints dead away from the sheer magnificence of the clothes that are not there. And then finally, a small boy who didn't get the memo shouts out loud, but he's not wearing any clothes which is why President Social Proof is, in my opinion, in real deep trouble. You can spin the failure of the Obamacare website. You can even spin the enrollment numbers, but you can't spin the cancellation notices, and you can't spin the fact that when he said, if you like your policy, you can keep your policy, he was lying. Now, that collision with reality was the boy at the end of the parade, and the problem for this president's social proof is that once people realize you are naked, a legion of town criers screaming, pretty no, he's fully clothed in garbs of great magnificence, just doesn't work. In other words, once people believe that you're a liar, you can't undo that. Once they believe that you're a liar, you're naked and you're done. So, President Social Proof elected not because of qualifications or skill or competence or experience, but simply because everyone else was voting for him, cannot get his poll numbers, which are now lower than any other president than Nixon at this point in his second term, back up again. Why? Well, because he's a glamour. He was an illusion. Once unmasked, you don't get that back. Once you start to pay attention to the little man behind the curtains pulling the levers, the great and powerful Oz illusion is over. It's just a little fraud run by a petty con man. I mean, what's Obama going to do? Kill bin Laden? No, people are starting to ask questions now, and the more they ask, the more nervous and uncomfortable he seems. The more uncomfortable and surly and thin-skinned he seems, the more the entire act looks like a fraud. And I believe we will see a meltdown not only of Barack Obama, but of all of progressivism that will so disgust the American people that they won't be trying this again for 40 years, just long enough for affluence to seem like the default state of mankind once more. So I say... Let's get on our horses, draw our sabers, and run these Marxists into the river. I say, let them have their policies, and when they fail, we ride them down and mock them for the incompetent loser weenies that they are, and then we run them into the river. And it's not going to be Boehner or McConnell or the RNC or any of those guys. It's going to be us. They're demoralized. Oh, that was clever. Uh, Mary. Yeah, Mary says I sound just like Bill Whittle. (laughs) Well, he does sound pretty good, and I just went ahead and cut him off. Uh, Good evening, folks. You're listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. Today's date is January 6th, 2014. The United States of America, planet Earth. Third Planet from the Sun, and I'm your host, once again, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Uh, you guys are great. I'm, um, 
We're just starting off a new year, and I don't know about the rest of you guys, but I got a whole lot of stuff done today. You know, I put stuff off because I thought, okay, uh, the first, okay, but I'm waiting for the first Monday to come around. So the first full Monday of the new year, first full week, full week of the new year, I'm going to go ahead and start getting some things done. And I got a whole lot of things done. I use this neat desk thing over here to um, – to digitize a lot of paperwork and bills and receipts and stuff, got all that stuff done. And the most important thing I got done was to shore up my uh, my iTunes library. I've got about a thousand, nine hundred some odd movies, more than a couple thousand TV shows, and I can't even count the number of. Uh, songs and videos and stuff like that I've got but I put them all on just a couple of couple of computers I've got these uh these uh massive um uh, hard drive storage units with four three uh terabyte uh disks in each so but I got a lot of stuff and I'm running out of room so I got all that stuff done and I'm good to go for the year but uh we got a lot more to do yeah, a lot more to do. I'm looking at some property in St. Croix. Yeah, I'm looking. I was watching the, the Caribbean uh, Caribbean Channel where folks are buying houses in St. Croix. They're all moving. A lot of folks are moving from um, the United States proper, the, the the fifty the fifty here, and they're moving over to places like St. Thomas, St. Croix, and even out of the country in islands like St. Martin. Well. And guys are thinking, man, some of the property over there is right there on the beach, right on the water, and it looks great. It's very pretty. The grounds are great. The the, the property's great, and, and it's like really not very expensive at all. So I was like thinking, wow, you know, maybe I can maybe I can get something going over there and you know retire over there and just kind of live on the beach and chill. It'd be a great way to live, I think. Uh, and and a lot of folks are doing it. There's a whole channel devoted to to that sort of thing. So let's get right down to it. Socialism. The president of the United States of America has gone right back out, and he's touting the same old line. Income inequality, pay your fair share, shared – not shared prosperity, mm -mm, shared sacrifice. So we're going to get back into the socialist thing, and it's always a fan favorite here on Blog Talk Radio. So we like it, so let's talk about it. What is the meaning of socialism? The meaning of socialism, the pure meaning of it. Uh, Some reformers who blame factory abuses, unemployment, the depression, they blame all all the depressions that we've had, they blame it upon uh, capitalism. Capitalism. So socialism is this. The government, as representatives of the people, owns and operates the means of production, farms, mines, factories, and the distribution thereof, transportation, retail stores, all of that. And the government determines the needs of the people and provides goods and services for the people's use. Now, we're experiencing just a little bit of that right here and now. With the Affordable Care Act, where the government and this administration specifically has determined what our needs are for health care and is acting as a de facto distributor. They have determined that our plans are inadequate, that the insurance companies are providing inadequate care and plans and that it's up to the government to step in and decide that our plans are inadequate under our current – under the former system. And they're going to decide for us what's best for us. So as soon as I am forced to take Obamacare or, or sign up for it, because I have not done so yet and I have no plans to do so. As soon as I am forced to do that, however, I will have maternity care. I'll be able to go out and get pap smears if I so desire. I'll be able to get contraceptives, devices, you know, all, all those things. And I'll be able to get mammograms if I need those too. 
because the government has decided that one size fits all and that even a man, a macho Superman like myself, type A+, should have his annual lady care. All right, so communism. I'm sorry. <laughs> capitalism, capitalism. Capitalism is this. Private individuals and corporations own and operate business enterprise. The government maintains laws, well, law and order. And they encourage private industry. They encourage private industry and prevent abuses. Yep. Private owners provide the people with goods and services in order to make a profit. That, that dirty word. Oh, my God. I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to curse and use foul language on the public airwaves, the Internet airwaves, such as profits. But that's what's going down. So there we have the two definitions. What do you think we're headed toward right here and now? Folks, Washington is a mess, and the effects of that mess are not just affecting the life, the lives of millions. They're changing the direction of our entire country, and it's very scary. And the present commander-in-chief, the present chief executive, is hell-bent on fundamentally transforming the United States of America, and he said so. Even though he's meeting with resistance. Now, what I've expected to happen over the last five years hasn't happened. And that is for the haves, you know, those greedy, rich people. I expected their true natures to kick in. And I expected a great many of them, even actors and actresses, you know, those folks making Fifteen, ten, fifteen million dollars a picture. I expected all of these people, including CEOs of corporations and big business owners, to say, uh, "No, no," and to prove to us that the president of the United States is a mere figurehead, controlled by the shadowy figures, the Bilderbergers, you know, all those folks. The Illuminati, all those folks, prove to us that that is the case and shut this guy down. Has it happened? Have the shadowy figures come out of the closet, if you will? Or as my black peeps like to say, the hoods have come off. Have the hoods come off? No. Have the shadowy figures emerged? No. Obama's getting his way a little bit. And he's meeting with some resistance, mostly from the Congress. But those really rich and powerful folks, those shadowy figures, haven't come out to shut him down yet. Because those of us who have, we have, well, some of us have because they inherited. Some just plain dumb luck. But most of us work for what we have. And I got some stuff. And it's my stuff. And if I want to give some of my stuff away, that's just fine. I would love to do that, especially if I'm not using it. And I do it all the time. And this upcoming tax season, I plan to give a lot to charity because, quite frankly, I plan to write a lot of stuff off. But I digress. Look, where are those shadowy figures? Where are those people who are going to shut him down? They have not emerged. Somehow, somehow, the Democrats, since the Democrats took over the majority in Washington, and I mean the Senate, and when they had the House, our country has seen a massive shift from a nation of freedom and prosperity to regulations and government dependence. Somehow, they've managed to justify a $17 trillion debt found a way to skirt their constitutional responsibility to pass a budget each year until now, 
and regulate the way the private sector does business. They've even managed to get away with telling individuals what type of health care is best for them. 65-year-old men, 52-year-old men like myself have maternity care. I don't think I need maternity care. How have they possibly continued on this path of intrusion without an uprising of the people of the United States of America and those rich, shadowy figures? The Illuminati, the Bilderbergers, all of those folks, where are they now when we need them most to put this president in his place? Because we've been told so many times that the president of the United States has no real power, that he's simply a figurehead and shadowy figures who shall be nameless control the world. Time and time again, President Obama has declared that our mission in the United States is to, quote, protect the poor, end quote. Quote, protect the social safety net, end quote. And everyone to participate in, quote, shared sacrifice, end quote. Those were his words. For decades, Democrats hid behind the less fortunate as a means to enact their big spending policies. Obamacare was passed to give the poor health care. Stimulus was passed to spend money on projects and tax breaks that would aid the poor. Food stamps, low-income housing, welfare, and Medicare. The list goes on and on and on and on, all in the name of what? Aiding the poor. The call in number is 347-884-8500. One would think that if all their policies were so beneficial to those less fortunate, then the poor would be better off under the Democrat reign. But folks, as usual, facts are facts are tricky. They're tricky and and they don't lie. And we're going to get right into that tonight. For the rest of this show, we're going to talk about it. In the meantime, we're going to take a short break and we'll come right back. You're listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Melissa, the president was really willing to come back in a big way today. How much more are we going to hear it? Well, I think a lot. And, um, and I think this is actually going to be the most difficult challenge that the president is going to have going into the midterms. And it's in part it's about shifting away from the scandals or so-called scandals are not really very scandalous. But it's that on the one hand, he's got to be able to make a claim about sort of the we're getting traction, things are starting to get better without overselling it. Because the fact is that for ordinary people on the ground, the housing market may be improving, but it is still really hard to get right. a new mortgage, right? Um, there may be new jobs, but people are still really struggling to put food on the table. And so it's got to simultaneously be, we are coming back, but also, as your president, I'm not putting on rose-colored glasses. I recognize that, in fact, people are still feeling the pain, and that they're largely feeling the pain because the president hasn't been able to push the Republican-led Congress to, in fact, share the wealth, right? Well- Can't wear this way. 
Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back, folks, to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. You know, I uh, just about a half hour before this show started, I printed out uh, my uh, VA loan documents, my house loan documents. Got them right here, right here. And um, <clears throat> uh, Certificate of Eligibility, I printed it out online. And... Because I'm very serious about buying property in, on the island of St. Croix, and uh, this entitles me to – I can take this to any bank, any bank I choose, and present it along with my uh, – you know, the usual uh, information, and I can – I'm guaranteed a loan of up to 300000 something like that. Um, and the government guarantees my loan. I, I mean, my credit could suck all to be damned, and it won't matter. As long as I have an appropriate down payment, and sometimes, in some cases, I won't need a down payment at all. Just this piece of paper right here that I printed off. Now, in days gone by... When I first wanted to buy a house, the document was printed like it, – it looked very much like um, a car title. You know, it had seals, and you know, you could you – know, when you held it up to the light, you could see watermarks and all kinds of stuff. But nowadays, you just print it off on the computer, and there you go. Take it to the bank. And so I was thinking, <sighs> banking queen. Barney Frank. Still, because of Barney Frank, even a veteran, military veteran like myself can still walk into any bank with just a piece of paper and sign for a loan. Now, like I said, I don't have to have poor credit. They may require me to have income. Maybe not. <laughs> But I can tell you one damn thing right here and now. I will have a house on the beach on the island of St. Croix before this year is out. That's how I roll, thanks to the United States government and Barney Frank. So thank you, Barney. And I just threw that little song out there for you, the banking queen. Even though you're pretty much done in politics, it was great to hear you sing. All right, we got my man Holder on the line, so we're going to take his call right now. He's been holding, so here we go. Holder, you're on with the Dr. C. Robert Jones sit rep. Dr. Jones, great job tonight as usual. Hey man, thank you. I hate to follow. I hate to follow Barney Frank. <laughs> Believe me, I bet <laughs> I mean, he'd love to follow you, probably. Oh, I didn't even go there. All right, no, me either. Good now. Yeah. Anyway, I just uh, you were talking about Obamacare, and I it, it just had a real quick observation. I you know when we went through when when they were pitching this thing back you know uh, back when it was uh, being rammed down our throats, and they were pitching it all, and they were doing the backroom deals and bending the arms and all that kind of good stuff. It was it was all about the fact that you know people in America you know, didn't have access to health insurance. You know, this was all about 
getting everybody health care insurance. And when it finally came about, and of course they rolled it out, and 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 people found out that the Affordable Care Act was actually less affordable than before. So the policies, like you were mentioning, all the all the added uh, parts of the policies inflated the price. So now it was more expensive than before. Then all of a sudden, it wasn't because they they did it so everyone could have health and care insurance. It was all because we had crappy insurance before. Do you know yeah. that? Mm-hmm. They, they, exactly. don't even, they don't even talk about the fact anymore that this was all about getting everybody access to health insurance because now the people, people that had it can't have access because they can't afford it. That, that's exactly right, Holder. Let me, I mean, you, if, 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 if this administration or any other wanted to provide a safety net for those who don't have insurance, they could have done so without tampering with my health insurance or yours. But as has been stated many, many times, it's not about providing health insurance for those who don't have it. It's about taking over one-sixth of the American economy and providing – you know, and, and, and you know, I would have – I mean I'm not, I'm not a big Mitt, Mitt Romney guy. I voted for him, of course, but I mean folks should have voted for him. He should have been president simply because of his pledge to make Obamacare null and void, and they didn't do that, and – now we're stuck with this monstrosity, and even even Democrat, Democrats or Republicans, it's going to be very difficult to get rid of at this juncture. Too much money has been put into it so far, and more money to come. Yeah, and the uh, the, the nightmares are probably going to get worse. It's, you know, people obviously have had the nightmares signing up and getting the sticker shock and all that. And and I've and I've said, okay, the the bureaucracy works is working just as well with this government program as any other one that's ever been created. But what what happens when pe- when people start filing claims? You know, what 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 happens when all of a sudden you find out that you thought it was your responsibility was only 10% and your deductible was only $2,000, but now you find out your deductibles, you know, this much and you find out, you know, that uh you know your doctor is saying, "Hey, listen, you got to pay me because this is four and a half months overdue because I've not received any payment from your insurance company." I mean, I think this is just—I mean, this is just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, when, what? when they actually start getting flooded with claims and and whatnot, it, it's going to be just a zoo. Drudge, uh, a Drudge reported earlier uh, that uh, Hillary has announced. Now I haven't heard Hillary announce, but Drudge reports that she is she it's official. So what's going to happen, Holger, is Hillary's not going to be president of the United States. That's what's gonna happen because she was part of this administration. She she was she was part of all this. Unless she pledges to overhaul Obamacare or get rid of it, she's not gonna be president. There's gonna be such a massive backlash. Yeah. That that Republicans are going to sweep this coming November, and there's going to be a Republican president in the White House. And I yep. tend to think that, and I said this after Justice Roberts uh, made uh, made the made it made Obamacare the law of the land. I'm I said that Roberts teed it up for us. He teed it up for us to hit it out of the park because I tend to think conspiratorially. That Roberts knew what was going to happen, and that this was going to be a big mess. And nullifying it, I don't know. Maybe it would have been better. It may, maybe the outcome would have been the same. But I tend to believe, and I suspect that a lot of people do, that this is going to put a nail in the Democrats' coffin for the next twenty years. That's my opinion, though. Well, and I think I think you're 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 onto something there because you know what. What the American people really are experiencing with Obamacare is something we haven't really experienced with the other government programs. You know, when you go back to you know Social Security and all this other stuff, those other programs. I mean, they rolled out. You know, they they were fairly well accepted. 
Okay, I mean, they, there wasn't major glitches. People weren't screaming. We didn't, we don't have people robbing the funds that weren't out of money in the first year. This is this is the first program I can remember that literally from from day one, it's been a nightmare. And like I said, it's going to get worse and worse and worse. So we're, people are, are the immediacy of of seeing the failure. You know, the the post postal service used, you know, back in the old days was was fairly operational and so forth that decayed over the years and stuff, but it wasn't immediate. Where Obamacare is just absolutely a bomb from the beginning. Yeah, and dude's now out trying to change the subject by uh, talking about income inequality and all that. And he's just, he's just in my opinion, he's pouring gasoline on the fire. You know, he's he's attempting to change the subject, but the subject's not going to change because. As Bill Whittle put it, you know, just a few minutes ago, it, it's all happening right here and now. You just can't, you just can't put lipstick on the on the pig or perfume or however that goes, and, and just, yeah. you know, and expect it to go away. It's not going to go away, you know. It's no, just not. It's not going to go away, and it's not going to get better. And no, the, 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 you you can't fix something that flawed. Um, you know, and and the, the the beauty of it is is obviously there's there's tons and tons of of representatives in the House, and there's tons of senators up for reelection that that not only voted for it but that pushed for it, and 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 they're still in office. And and I mean, if there's any conservative running for office in 2014 that does doesn't just get up on a stage and say, my opponent gave you Obamacare. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week. I mean, it's all he's got to say. <laughs> that's all he's got to say. That's right. That's right. That's exactly all right. right. All right, man. Thanks for all thanks right. for taking my call, Doc. You're welcome. Thanks right. for calling in. All right. See you. All right. That's my guy, Holger. Wow. What a great guy. And he um, he appears on a lot of blog talk radio shows, and he has his own, I believe. And I was going to get him to uh, to to promote his his show, but um, I. I it was a little bit too quick on the draw right there. But uh, what do you think about that? I mean, elections just uh, just coming up. Uh, let's see, January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, 10 months away. Yes. How's it going to go down? The exceptional conservative in our chat room writes, you can you cannot run the godfather of of state oriented socialized medicine even if he pledges to repeal against the father of federal socialized medicine and hope for victory there is no real difference between state and federal socialized medicine hmm uh you know what hillary's going to run according to drudge the Drudge Report. What's she going to run on? What difference at this point does it make that four human beings, United States uh, Americans, died in Benghazi? What difference at po- this point does it make? How many times is her opponent going to throw that one out there? Her fail- failed uh, foreign policies uh, issues, her support of the Obama administration, which is sinking extremely fast those poll numbers are not going to come back up to where they once were Obamacare she's tied to that she can stab Obama in the back and say that she's going to repeal or replace that might give her some traction right now come November if we don't have both houses Firmly in our conservative grasp, I'm leaving the country and moving to Saint Croix, <laughs> which is U.S. territory. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> Beverly in Kentucky writes, "Mary, well, not everyone is rich. I never wanted to be rich, but I was comfortable with my middle class status. From poor to middle class was fine with me." We were taught to work for what we wanted and to save for our funeral and a rainy day. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Costa Rica, Costa Rica. Yeah, Costa. No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm firmly. You know, Saint Saint John is my island of choice. Uh, I, I go to, to Trunk Bay every cruise I take, which cruise at least twice a year. Take a cruise, and I, I have to stop. The, the the ship has to go to port in uh, in Saint Thomas, so I can get across to Saint John to Trunk Beach, Trunk, Trunk Bay, the beach there. But uh, but but Saint Saint John is uh, a bit too pricey and a bit too crowded. Saint Thomas a bit too uh, touristy. Saint Croix is just right, hot, cold, just right, like the like the like the three bears. So that's where that's where we're talking. That's what I'm talking about. And if things get way out of line, then Saint Martin. So, uh, which is not U.S. territory, but I will have my my property. In Saint Croix, I'm I'll still be in U.S. territory. It'll still I'll still be you know United States. I'm not you know like leaving the country. But hey, let's get back to the. <laughs> but what difference does it make? Yeah, Hillary, <laughs> Hillary's running. So there there we go. So now it's time to tee up the uh, the sound bites to nullify her um, her candidacy. But she got over 30 million votes, so we'll see how things go down this uh, when things come around. I think she's just too old. What do you think? All right. Under President Obama and the Democrats, there are 47 million people on food stamps. The, the real medium household income, meaning a, family, a family's total earnings – in inflation-adjusted dollars, was higher in 1989 than it was in 2012. Think about that. The labor force participation rate is at a record low of 62.8%. That means a little over half of the country is employed. During Obama's first term, the number of Americans collecting federal disability insurance increased by 1,385,418 to a record 8,827,795. No budgets, no uh, justified debt, and more government programs have been the way of the Democrat Party for five years. It looks like all their recovery programs have done is absolutely nothing but hurt the poor all over America. People are struggling and have been struggling for too long. We've become used to the status quo. We're at a new normal right here and now. We need to reevaluate our priorities in Washington, and I think that's coming this November. Instead of focusing on taking a piece of the pie from someone to pay for someone else, we ought to be focusing on building a bigger pie. Instead, we're electing politicians who are voting for policies that are putting more people in poverty. Is this who we are, America? Is this what we've become? More importantly, is this the country we want to give to our children? It's time to get back to a thriving America. And the first step is to let someone else take charge in Washington. And as Holger and I were discussing just a moment ago. We believe that's going to happen. And if it doesn't happen, we're done. We are done. How much redistribution is enough? How much is enough? I mean, really? All right. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pull out an oldie but a goodie right here. See you in November. We used this during the midterm elections because it was so appropriate. But November is coming back around, and I think it's appropriate that we play it again. Please stay with me, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. While you're away, don't forget the right. Think of you every day and night. Bye bye, so long, farewell. 
I'm not taking pie from you. I'm giving pie to me. You see, I uh, I didn't have any pie, so I gave pie to me. Now, I don't have any pie, so I'm not taking pie from you. I'm giving pie to me. I don't have any more pie, and you do. You don't understand, Teller. I'm not taking pie from you. I'm giving pie to me. Thanks for cutting that piece. Now, neither one of us has any pie. So we'll find someone else who has pie. We won't take the pie from them. We'll give it to us. Now, where does Bill Gates live? All right. Welcome back to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Uh, I don't believe that what I just played, the pen... uh, 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 Yeah. I don't believe that the uh, pen and teller explaining wealth distribution video because it was a video was lost on you all. No. Penn wasn't taking pie from Gillette. He was giving pie to himself. That's what wealth redistribution is. He didn't have any pie. So he wasn't taking the other guy's pie. He was giving the pie. Well, you understand. I mean, you you just heard what happened. But that's what President Obama wants to do. Because the other person doesn't have, he wants to give them what you have. Have it, whatever it is. President Obama, as he laments America's growing income equality, a new government report shows the futility of his calls for even more wealth redistribution. To deflect attention from his Obamacare, ultimate, the ultimate failure of Obamacare, the president this month, just a few days ago, touted out his income inequality mantra once again. He called it a dangerous and growing inequality, end quote. He intoned, he said, it has, well, I quote, has jeopardized middle class America's basic bargain. What bargain would that be? He argued, quote, as a trickle-down ideology became more prominent, taxes were slashed for the wealthiest, while investments in things that make us all richer, schools, infrastructure, and so on, were allowed to wither. Apparently, nobody bothered to brief that clown the President of the United States, before he delivered this asinine speech for the 
hundredth time. The fact is federal transportation spending has climbed 39% in real terms since 1980, and spending on education has more than doubled. And while Obama claims taxes were slashed for the wealthiest, the average tax rate among the top 1% was higher in 2010 than in the early 1980s. Meanwhile, a new congressional budget report shows that the government is already a massive wealth redistribution machine. The CBL study breaks down the country by income into five equal groups or quantities. It found that the top 40% paid more than 100% of all income taxes, while the bottom 40% had a negative income tax. These families got more money through various refundable tax credits on average than they paid in income taxes. And as we know, folks like me pay our taxes quarterly, business owners and such. I write a check to the United States government. I get some breaks here and there, but I don't get a refund ever. My, I write my check and it goes out. That's it. I write less of a check because of some breaks that I get that I will no longer get, by the way. But I'm no longer one of those Americans who – is patiently waiting for that refund at the beginning of the year when we do our taxes and, wow, I'm going to get a nice refund check. I'm going to go out and buy myself a nice big screen TV or a, or a down payment on a new car or a vacation or maybe just save it. No, I don't get that. You see, folks who get those refund checks at the beginning of the new year, you're not actually paying taxes. You've given the government a loan and they are paying you back. They're refunding that loan. And if you're really good at what you do in terms of your taxes, you might get a little extra. But otherwise, you're not actually paying taxes because you get that money back. While folks who own businesses, well, we simply don't. We are the taxpayers. You are not. Now, that may sound harsh, might be a little arrogant, I don't know, but I'm paying taxes, and if you're getting a refund at the end of the year, you're not paying taxes. No. Okay, so now that we've got that out of the way, even when you include payroll and other federal taxes, the poorest group paid just 0.4% of all federal taxes, while the wealthiest paid 70%. So what is that clown talking about? I think he wants us to go back to when we were paying 90%, close to 100%. There were days like that. Now, all of this, all of this does not include transfer programs like food stamps, disability, welfare, Medicaid, Medicare, and Social Security. These two are heavily titled to the poor. I, I will not qualify for welfare, disability, food stamps, Medicaid, Medicare, and Social Security. I get TRICARE through the United States government if I so desire. I happen to have private health insurance at this time, uh, United Healthcare, but I could fall back on TRICARE. It's something that I, I suppose I earned as a, as, a, as a military veteran. But altogether, the CBO found that families in the lowest income groups earned an average of $8,100 on their own. But they received an average of $22,700 through federal transfer programs, i.e. food stamps, disability, welfare, Medicaid, Medicare, and Social Security. They paid no taxes. In other words, the federal government more than tripled their income. The government. So we have wealth redistribution already. I suppose the president of the United States believes that, well, that's just not enough. 
we need to tap those rich folks a little bit more. But the next income group netted more than 12000 on average from government, a 41% boost in income. More wealth redistribution. At the top of the income scale on balance, the government took 22% of income earned by families in the top income group and 10% of the second wealthiest group. And this is before Obama's new tax hike on the rich, including Obamacare. The result, weak economic growth, an anemic job market, stagnant wages, rising poverty, less upward mobility, and growth inequality. And Obama wants more wealth redistribution. Our show is over for tonight. But we got to get more into this. We got to get more into this. So we got to come back for part two tomorrow night. If you can, please join me. Could we start again? Could we start again, please? I want to thank everybody for listening. There's so many things you could be doing, places you could be. You chose to come in and listen to my show, and I do so appreciate it. Sincerely, I do. Thank you very much. God bless you, and let's have a great, great new year, especially in November. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. We are out. Let's start over. Good night, folks. I've been living to see you. Dying to see you, but it shouldn't be like this. This was unexpected. What do I do now? Could we start again? I've been very hopeful so far Now for the first time I think we're going wrong Hurry up and tell me This is just a dream Or could we start again? I think you've made your point now You've even gone a bit too far to get the message home Before it gets too frightening, we ought to call a halt So could we start again, please? Happy hour isn't your average happy hour. From 2 to 5 p.m., double sliders are only a buck 25. Call it a charbroiled hour, a double beef hour, a whole lot of melty cheese hour. Call it what you want. Happy hour at Hardy's is a good call. Offer for a limited time and only between 2 and 5 p.m. Price of participation may vary. That's not included. Research says you can earn Exxon and Mobile Rewards Plus points when you stop at a station to save on gas, coffee, car washes, and more. Research also says people like saving money. Most everyone, actually. Sign up today at ExxonMobileRewardsPlus.com. Terms and conditions apply. Available at participating Exxon or Mobile branded locations.